Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. All right, so that is my recommendation. If you don't know what to do with this summer, if you need help figuring out your core values, help finding your vision and your strategy uh, and, and exactly how you want to execute that, that's what I specialize in and I would love to help you with it, okay? Um, let, me, uh, let me answer the questions that we have in the chat. Uh, the first question, Shelly asks, how much does the Ivy League Challenge cost? Is financial aid available? Um, those two options uh, we just saw, $29.97 for the regular cohort, $39.97 for the accelerated course. Um, for those of you who need um, a payment plan, or you need to talk through the financial commitment. It's not, it's not a, you know, I know that's not a no-brainer for anyone. That's a, a high commitment. And I I recognize that. Uh, for financial questions about you know payment plans or or whatever your questions may be, uh, reach out to me directly. You can see uh, these um, these three options to to reach out to me, email messenger, or schedule a call directly with me. Uh, go ahead and do that, but the cost is $29.97 for the regular cohort, $39.97 for the accelerated class. The next question, how can a student change an internship that she's already committed to to be more proactive or more meaningful? Oh, what a great question. Um, I don't know, because I don't know the parameters of that internship. I don't know the parameters of, uh, you know, what her goal is 10 years from now um, and and how she can make the most of that. I would say the podcast that I referenced earlier, how Ivy League or how future Ivy Leaguers create their own opportunities. I would say, listen to that. Oftentimes when you get into a community, you do need to pay your dues and you pay your dues by doing the, the dirty work for a little while. But once you build trust, you, you want to be able to build on that trust, right? You want to be able to move beyond just doing the grunt work and to be proactive. And there's a couple of ways to do that. Generally speaking, one is to just start the thing that you want them to help you with. And as you start the thing that you want them to help you with, you can recruit them and say, hey, this is what I've done. What do you suggest I do next? Or um, what did you do when you ran into this, this, this snag? And you start to see them as an advisor. And as you see them as an advisor and not a, not a, you know, a classroom teacher that needs to give you all the little scaffolding, if you show that you're proactive enough to take action and then you hit a snag, well, that's what adults do. That's what experts do. They, they hit snags too. And then they're used to helping each other through that. And if you present yourself in that way, I'm not looking for you to give me every step of the way. I've already taken these steps. I've gotten this far and this is where I got stuck. What do you suggest? that's a lot easier for an adult to say, oh yeah, let me see how I can help you out with that. Versus you go to them and say, I'm in high school and I was wondering if you can just mentor me. That's really hard for an adult that's not even used to teaching to know what to do. So being proactive and moving forward is generally a, a really good way to do that. Um, all right, the uh, next question. KB asks, any follow-up support after the 12 weeks? So yes, those first three, thank you, that's a great question. Uh, the, the phase one, 
Phase two, phase three happens over 12 weeks, right? We figure out your core values, then the impact project, and then the uh, strategy. Like, how do you communicate that? How do you get all the evidence for what you've done and present it to your admissions officer in the most effective way possible? After that, yes, the, the tuition that you pay for the Ivy League Challenge covers the first 12 months in the community. So um, every month we have a master class and every month, almost every month we have a master class and every month for sure we have at least one um, impact project support workshop. Just in the last two weeks, we've had two. And next month we will have at least two. Uh, in fact, next month will be a really cool one because I will. Um, I was asked to to join the teaching staff for a leadership class at Harvard, so I'll be a teaching fellow. And I plan to. We'll see if we can work it out. I plan to uh, recruit some of the the students um, in my leadership class. I plan to recruit a couple of them to join us in the Impact Project Support Workshop and just see if they can kind of guide and and provide advice. We'll see if it works out. I'm not sure that it will. But next month. Uh, I plan to have two, at least two, impact project support workshops. Plus, there's a community um, where you can meet other people from different cohorts and learn about their impact projects, collaborate with them. That's in the community that's just been recently formed and we're building out. Uh, but there are, you continue to receive that support for 12 months. After the 12 months, you're welcome to stay engaged in the community. And I try to keep that monthly fee uh, to a minimum. It's right now it's, it's 20 bucks a month. Uh, and, and you pay by the month. So there's no commitment. Uh, but yeah, at least the first 12 months you're paid for. And then after that, it's a small monthly fee. Hopefully that's doable for everyone. So yes, there's lots of support, both from me, from your peers and from others after the 12 weeks in the community. All right. Awesome. Next question. In case of an international student, how do you approach a mentor professor the Dream University. Um, a lot of the students are international. And it sounds like you're not asking in the context of the Ivy League Challenge, in the context of my course, you're just asking in general. International students have uh, one disadvantage, and that is geographically, they're, they're separated, right? It's not easy to go see someone face to face, and it's not easy to go to, for example, if you sign up for the newsletter at a university, that newsletter highlights the fact that someone is going to be, you know, some professor is going to be presenting at a workshop, you can go to that workshop if you're in the area. Um, and you can, there's all kinds of ways that you can go kind of start that relationship. Internationally, all you have is, you know, electronic communication tools. So you have email, you have LinkedIn, and sometimes you have Facebook, but that's rare, all right? And so you leverage those. In my course, we give the actual email templates uh, and we give the scripts once they've replied. If they say no, if they reply with a no, that's gold, right? Your no can lead to a future yes if you reply correctly. The other option is to use your parents, use your uh, use experts that or professionals that are in your area that can kind of look through your e email and say, I would change this or I would change that. Here's some kind of key ideas for the email. You want to you want to be professional, but very, very brief uh, without knowing 
your full situation, a good rule of thumb is to keep your email to five sentences. Five sentences. And one of those sentences has to introduce you. One of those sentences has to introduce that you know who this professor is and you're contacting them personally and not just any random professor who teaches this content. So you need to address something specific about them that draws your attention to them. And, and so with those two sentences already gone, that leaves you with only three sentences to fill in the gaps. And your call to action should be, I, I'm wondering if you can answer a question. I'm wondering if we get on a Zoom call, you can answer a question for me, or we can talk through a question I have. That, that advice will get you started. Um, keep your emails brief and professional and your call to action really, really low um, commitment. Okay, you don't want the commitment level to be too high. All right. Um, I hope that's helpful. You can uh, you can ask another question if you need to. But LinkedIn is another powerful tool. If your teenager is not using LinkedIn yet, um, you can use LinkedIn. You can register for LinkedIn and, and just start using that um, as as a way to contact them. You use LinkedIn and email together. That's going to increase your chances. If your LinkedIn profile looks like someone that they would want to be in touch with, that helps as well. So those are some ideas to kind of get you started. Yeah, so Vivian, uh, a student's membership in the ILC is in the Ivy League Challenge is covered for one year and it's 20 bucks a month after that. That's correct. And I know <laughs> Vivian, I, uh, Vivian's oldest, uh, not oldest, but one of her daughters is uh, just finished the Ivy League Challenge and is amazing, by the way, uh, in the course. And then I'm excited to work with your second that uh, you've just registered for this summer. He is one of the nine who are already registered and absolutely excited to work with him. Uh, so thank you everyone. It looks like we're finished with the questions. Um, and uh, those were fantastic, uh, absolutely wonderful questions. And so let's, let me just go to here as we, I wrap up. Those of you on Facebook, um, feel free to reach out to me in any of these ways. Those of you on Zoom, uh, same thing, if you have questions, you need clarification, I try to make myself as accessible as possible. If you have questions about the summer that are not about the Ivy League Challenge, that's totally fine. I just, I believe that the best use of your summer, if you haven't already uh, considered it, is to figure out your core values and figure out your mission on this planet, at least for this phase, this chapter of your life, and get support in accomplishing that. And that's what I specialize in, that's what the Ivy League Challenge is about. And we do that in the context of college admissions. So we do that in the context of how do you communicate this stuff to the admissions officer most effectively. So I think that's an excellent use of your summer, uh, but reach out with any questions that you have. And thank you all. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll go ahead and stop the recording and we'll end this, uh, this uh, live as well. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you for everything you're doing for your teens. We'll see you guys all next month at the next masterclass. Music for this episode came from We Are Here by Declare P. I'm Steve Gardner. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for listening.